0: Many Detroiters are today mourning the passing of a Tigers legend who passed away at the age of 85 on Monday at his home in West Bloomfield. The man, nicknamed Mr. Tiger, left an extraordinary legacy both on and off the field. Kaline's incredible talent, kindness, and humility earned him 22 seasons with the team and a long career as a broadcaster and advisor to the Tigers. In fact, he worked for the Tigers his entire adult life. I spoke with author and Tiger's historian, Bill Dow, about K-Line's lasting legacy. If
1: you are a baby boomer growing up in Michigan, uh, he was your idol. I mean, Glenn Fry of the Eagles, Alice Cooper, Jeff Daniels, the actor, they all have said that K-Line was their hero, and he was certainly mine. Um, I you know, worshipped him as a kid growing up. First time, I was seven years old. He was playing on national television in Yankee Stadium, May 26, 1962. He made a diving, game-saving catch in the bottom of the ninth inning to win a game, and he broke his collarbone. And as a kid, I used to imitate him rolling on his shoulder, <laughs> diving, and I'd pretend I was Al Kaline leaping at a cyclone fence, pulling in a home-run ball and things like that. I mean, I just uh, he was just a remarkable player. I mean, this is a guy who won 10 gold gloves, was in 18 All-Star games, uh, was the, only the 10th player in Major League Baseball history to be elected to the National Baseball Hall of Fame on the first ballot, the 12th player to get 3,000 hits. I mean, and he was so graceful as a player. I mean, especially watching him field was just unbelievable. He had this patent in play at Tiger Stadium where a ball would be hit into the corner, which they would call K-Line's corner in right field. And he'd get this ball, and he'd get it, and he'd spin and throw. And invariably, he'd hold the runner to first base. Most guys, you know, would get a double on a play like that. But he knew Tiger Stadium so well on how to play the wall. And his arm was absolutely tremendous.
0: Let's go back to the beginning here, because he has uh, not only one of the greatest legacies at the Tigers, he has one of the most unique stories. Before he joined the Tigers in in 53, I believe, he was not only one of the youngest players to join the Tigers, but he was so good, he didn't even go to the minor leagues. He went straight right. from high school to, to the big leagues.
1: Oh, extremely, very unique. You know, he graduated uh, from high school in Baltimore, Southern High School in June of 1953. And two weeks later, he joins the Detroit Tigers, he was what they call a bonus baby, and um he had to stay on the team because of uh the rules back then and The story is that when he arrived uh they thought one of the security people thought he was a bat boy, he was like hundred and fifty five pounds, six foot one uh you know a bean pole, and he ended up wearing a bat boy's uniform I mean he was that skinny and small and uh, got his first appeared in that first game and he flew out and he said he I was I was so nervous, I was glad to get that out of the way. But And then two years later, he became the youngest player in, base, in American League history to win a batting title at the age of 20. He, he beat out, believe it or not, Ty Cobb by one day. Cobb also won a batting title at 20, but he was born on December 18th, and Kaline was December 19th, so he had that distinction of being the youngest to win a batting title. And, um, yeah, he's just, just an amazing player.
0: And not only on the field was he one of the most remarkable players, but as I understand, he was just a really great guy.
1: He really was. A lot of a lot of people have, uh, who uh, you know, I've talked to. I've actually, you know, freelanced for the Detroit Free Press, and I've been interviewing some of his former opponents and players, and they all talk about what a gentleman he was. And he was. Uh, it's interesting. One person, a close friend of his, said that it's like the Rud- Rudyard Kipling poem. You know, if you can walk with kings and queens and keep the common touch, well, you know, k did that with people, and um, he, was, he was very gracious. Um, and, you know, to say that it's a, the fact that he was with the Tiger organization for 67 years is absolutely <laughs> amazing. I mean, he was still an advisor to them, and um, they relied on his knowledge, and he was so astute with the game and um And would he'd go to the he'd be in the Tiger locker room every game. He'd go down to Comerica Park, and um, he'd sit there. And players would you know they were smart. They'd go up to him and ask him questions. He wouldn't put himself on them. He would wait for them. If they wanted some advice, they could come and ask him. But he would not interfere otherwise. And any player who played um, in the last you know 20 years or more. K-Line, when he was announcing with the Tigers, you know, from 1975 until 2002, he always was around the ballplayers. So these these young guys would ask him questions and he was, you know, very helpful.
0: As we're talking about his his career uh, on the field, off the field, also in behind the broadcasting booth as well, so many Detroiters were influenced by him. and And, and again, like you said, a hero to a lot of the baby boomer generation like Jeff Daniels, What do you think Al Kaline's legacy is today and going forward?
1: Well, I think it was that he was such a remarkable ball player who showed a lot of class both on and off the field. And um, he was was just like I said, he was so graceful. And everybody would talk about how when he would play, whether he was running, fielding, hitting, clutch hitting all the time. And um, it's just the way he carried himself, you know, both on and off the field. Alan Trammell said to me that he was somebody who he was like a mentor to him. He watched how, he had a presence about him and um just very classy. He was a class person and um a player both on and off the field and um everybody just emulated him. I mean, he was just a remarkable person. I I went to, took a Greyhound bus to see him being inducted in the I was in law school at the time and when he was inducted in 1980 the Cooperstown it was the Hall of Fame the last minute, I didn't even have a car, I, I took a Greyhound bus to Cooperstown to see him inducted. I had to be there, you know, so that was a thrill, and then I was also at a, played in a Tiger fantasy camp in 90, 1998, and I wore number six, and had Dow on my, on my back, and I talked to him down there, and he um, I asked somebody if they'd take a picture, and Kaylee said, here, let's do it this way, take a picture from the back, so you can see your name and my name, so... I still I treasure that photograph. Right now we're going to the Tiger Clubhouse and to the Tiger broadcaster Ernie Harwell.
0: Thank you very much. Now we've got the veteran on the Tiger team, Al Kaline. It took him
1: 16 yeah. years to get in the World Series, and I know it's been a terrific thrill for you, Al. Oh, it really has, Ernie. Uh, we, you know, our cl- club came back again and won three good games in a row, and. Uh, St. Louis ball club is a great, great ball club, and Gibson's probably and greatest pitcher I ever faced. But this has been the secret of our ball club all year long. We came back, and we got a great job out of Mickey Lawrence. Fantastic. Thank you, Al. Nice to have a nice break. You're now a member of the World
0: champions. That's Ernie Harwell interviewing Al Kaline right after the Tigers won the 1968 World Series. Two legendary men of Detroit baseball two legendary men of Detroit baseball who will both be remembered by Detroiters for a very long time. Al K. Line, nicknamed Mr. Tiger, passed away Monday at the age of 85. Tiger's historian, that was Tiger's historian Bill Dow speaking on his legacy. That was Tiger's historian Bill Dow speaking with me about his legacy.